Moutarde de Dijon. Moutarde de Dijon. Are you making up exercise for just me? Ok. Ok. On est bien, je crois. On est bien. Cool, cool, cool. So, welcome back, everyone. Welcome Yeah, I think you should work on that for now. You, you're sure? Yeah. Oh, okay, right. Let, let's create a better one for the next episode. Okay, next episode. <laughs> so tell us, Hugo, a bit about yourself. What yeah, are you nice. doing? Um, what am I doing? Yeah. Uh, well, currently, absolutely fuck all. Am I allowed to swear <laughs> on your show? Yes, you yeah, are allowed. I'm taking a year out currently mm. from my studies, but mm -hmm. um, I'm at drama school uh, in my second year. And yeah, you know, we do what we do at drama school, which is make a bunch of noises and wiggle around in a room and <laughs> pretend to be uh, fire and wind. Uh, and then, you know, try and get a job. Exciting. Mm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. Uh, I mean, I, um, for the audience, I live with my brother. So it's quite, uh, it's quite funny to live with a, a drama student because there is just constant weird noises going on mm. around the house. And when you have guest overs who aren't used to it, <laughs> they just turn around and they're like, what is that? And I'm so used to it. Since it's like I got here, to the I just noticed so much weird noise around the house. But that's cool. That's cool. I like it. I like it. Yeah. Uh, it's good now. I've got the excuse that it's just my training. But exactly. It, but yeah, <laughs> and not me just making weird noises yeah. around the room. So why are you like, um, like, learning in drama school do you have like specific type of classes that you attend to how does it work yeah okay. so what we've got essentially is conservatoire training so mm -hmm. we've got uh like a, a five day week where we start at nine till 6 p.m and this is pretty much the same thing for all the listed drama schools around the uk mm. so you've got voice classes uh physical uh classes you've got um uh, accent classes uh articulation classes mm -hmm. Um, radio classes, <laughs> all of those things. Then you've got different teachers coming in and, you know, studying Comedia dell'arte or, mm -hmm. um, uh, or, you know, a certain practitioner to, 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 to practice Shakespeare or whatever it may yeah. be. Last, last mm -hmm. time we did Chekhov. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's essentially trying to get you a, a sort of well-rounded kind of general education, both mm -hmm. about the art form, but also about the skills that you need to go into the industry and, and try and get work. Yeah. Okay, right. <laughs> so, because obviously you do a lot of um, art as well, and you've done art since your child, um, and you did both art and drama in a um, internet in a 
internationally international the IB, yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> brother that's really bad that's what's really the name bad. american <laughs> international school baccalaureate yeah the ivy the international baccalaureate yeah and <laughs> um, what was it like studying both of these back there because we me and chloe have both talked a lot about um French the difference in England, our yeah. education so mm-hmm. it'd be good to see what so yeah what i mean your... it was a brilliant sort of opportunity you know to be able to study two two art forms at once uh, not every IB school does that, but luckily I was in a school that did, you know, uh, value the arts. Mm-hmm. So, so I was able to to choose those two subjects as both of my high levels. Um, and yeah, I, I mean, I was very conscious that that wasn't something that you might get in every education educational system. So, you know, it was a huge kind of privilege to be able to do that. And then. I just chose both of them because they were my, my two favorite subjects, you know, yeah. um, they were mandatory from sort of the middle school years and then you, you can choose to drop them. And, you know, they were my favorite subjects. So I just thought I'd carry them on. Okay. And do you think like, do you think that art, like visual art, what we're doing, maybe I don't know if we can say this visual art, but visual art and drama, do you think it's quite complementary? Like it's the same, it's a process that look like each other and you can just like merge it to create something really cool is it do you use quite similar creative processes Mm. in the two or is it quite different ones but you've noticed the links between the two i mean yeah that's a huge question yeah Yeah. Um, (laughs) you've got time now i think there's there's, uh, there are lots of parallels Mm -hmm. that you can draw i think with every art form Mm -hmm. uh because i mean the the more you try and answer the question the more you kind of get at the the kind of core of what art is or what we're trying you know to make when we create what we call art um and so in that sense you know all the art forms kind of come together and you find a lot of parallels i mean i find i've made parallels before uh to painting uh when it comes to the rehearsal process or even uh interpretation of a of a you know a character or a story um i think there are parallels there are ways in which the theater differs entirely um i mean i think at, at the core of it uh, you know, the, the theatre can't be done in a vacuum, you know, you can't isolate yourself, uh, for lack of yeah. a better word, and <laughs> and do it on your own in your bedroom. I mean, it's, you know, it, it, it exists with an audience. And, and so the, there's both a parallel there and a kind of a difference, because, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, because... obviously a painting in an empty room that's only ever seen by the artists is it, is never yeah. seen by an audience and obviously art is in, in the eye of the beholder but but it can be done completely mm-hmm. isolated it can be done and also if the if the artist or, or, or the painter chooses to to look at what they've done and, and call it art then it is and yeah. it has become art um whether it leaves the studio ever um or not there's i think the difference because you know in the very nature of the sort of ephemerality of theater and of the art form of, of acting is something that cannot exist at all without that yeah. actor spectator relationship. Mm, yeah, right. But in terms of um, like, for example, as like you as an individual, when you're going through both creative processes, so like when you'll be in your studio practicing one of your uh, pieces mm-hmm. compared to maybe when you're uh, in the studio painting a piece, do you think there is like, Obviously, a creative practice brings out something in you, mm-hmm. whether it's in, uh, some kind of emotional response from you. So is it that they both bring out very different emotional responses or is there or does it actually fulfill a similar emotional response in when you're doing those 
two very different artistic yeah. things. I think they, I mean, they both provide a sort of catharsis, but I think in very different ways. And, um, you know, when I like to paint, generally it's for this, it's for, you know, what, what the catharsis comes out for me is in the process of painting. Uh, in in the layers um, that only you go through as the painter, yeah. um, and that nobody else sees. Whereas, with for example, practicing you know a, a role or, or a monologue or whatever it be, or playing it, or, yeah, or, or doing it, I guess. In you know, well, that's I mean, I suppose that's the difference. Yeah. Whether it's mm -hmm. practicing it, rehearsing it, there is kind of a stark, fundamental thing where the catharsis, at least for me, and I think for a lot of people, comes out when it isn't a rehearsal anymore yeah okay. uh and i suppose that's where for mm -hmm. me the, the difference yeah. lies and that's why i like both because they bring mm -hmm. me they bring different things to me as a you know as a creative i suppose yeah, yeah it was quite interesting when you you, you talked about the process of painting because i feel like now the work in progress of a painting or a sculpture is as much important as the result like the performance around it is quite interesting and the gesture around it is quite interesting so um, in this way, I imagine it could be linked to like how you can rehearse uh, a text like, or a role, something like that. So yeah, I find it, find it quite interesting, this kind of parallel. Yeah, yeah, because it's true. It's like, mm. um, it's, as you say, the, the people are as interested as like in your sketchbooks and, yeah, and where you exactly. started and it's your inspiration not... and all that. And I guess when mm. you uh, see maybe a final mm -hmm. performance, uh, you want to yeah, see what's there's, as, there's it, as many yeah. different layers. Mm. Um, I guess the, yeah. the working. I mean, most... w w one thing where I will. I mean, I don't particularly agree with the idea that mm -hmm. you know you want to see what's behind it. I mean, I think most people go to the theater, and I think you know art, art is always changing. But I think most people mm -hmm. go to the theater or, or watch a performance to see the culmination of it. Yeah. Uh, nobody really goes, even myself, uh, as somebody who might you know appreciate like you say that the process that's gone into it or the work that's gone mm -hmm. into it uh, more than an individual who just likes to, to go to the theatre but doesn't necessarily uh, you know care too much about mm -hmm. what has gone into it I still if it's a really good performance I can of course appreciate the skill but if it's really good then you can't see the work then I don't see it. the work this yeah. is really you know? yeah this is good yeah and, yeah. <laughs> and, and there's there's it, it's different I mean you know I think that I think that's the case with visual arts and also not the case. I mm. think, you know, we... This is tricky, yeah. Um, I think if you go to a gallery and you're... And it's a retrospective mm. of an artist, for example. You know, there's there's lots of different situations New and settings and different yeah. things you mm. want. I mean, if you're going to see a retrospective, clearly there you're interested in the process, in the artist's life and what yeah. led them to, to mm -hmm. need to create the, those things. But it's perhaps the reason why you went to see that retrospective in the first place is because actually a work of art of theirs that was in a general gallery struck you and you didn't even care about the process mm -hmm. at all. You just yeah. saw it as this object intrigued. that was completely stripped away mm. from the artist in that sense. Yeah, but I guess it's like, um, I mean, this is a very <laughs> stupid different example, but like um, I tend to be stupid on this podcast, but uh, for example, after I'm like, after I become obsessed with a specific actor from a TV show, I like to watch loads of crass, not crass, but like, I just like to watch any kind yeah, of possible videos where they're talking like and they talk yeah, about yeah, yeah. their random lives. They talk mm -hmm. about this, they talk about that. And although 
it doesn't you know i'm sure it doesn't change like you know the performance in i'm going to give the example of the office that's what i've been watching i've been <laughs> literally learning the the outside life of each different person and um and now when i'm watching it i'm like i don't know it brings it brings it it brings me something a little bit closer to that person knowing what what the actor was doing and was going to as he was acting in that so i guess that's but i guess like i did that after being liking them i suppose that kind of comes down to the to the uh the really interesting subject which i think uh i mean I, i've heard you talk about a lot and, and i'm guessing most people in in um you know again not to put anything in a box but it's it sort of certainly the the textiles visual art world and the textile finite world that you know that they've there's kind of this been this thing for 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 decades now of trying to break out of this mold which has been like the craft of textiles mm, yeah. because of course you know because of all the implications mm. that, that that has and i think in many ways those different things that we want from art seeing the process and also just not seeing the process is kind of that line that fine line between seeing and ingesting it as art but then also there's something in appreciating the craft behind that yeah yeah because like to contradict myself on the previous round <laughs> I, I guess that in craft and in art like textile art if i might like precise a bit more like i feel people want to see something really precious and something really finished something they couldn't be able to do and that's why i think textile art is too precious for example uh, still in the eyes of like other people is that it feels like a an entirely in, an accessible kind of uh, skill. Yeah, and when I yeah when I went to collect, for example, like an exhibition about craft, it was like a, a two months ago before quarantine, and um, <laughs> and yeah, it was like even for me, it felt like such an inaccessible kind of art because it was so perfect and it has this it has this like. Yeah. I don't know this this crazy skill. And it, yeah, and then yeah. you're like, oh, I've got mm -hmm. to learn that skill yeah, yeah. first, perfectly before I it's can. It's a bit, it's a bit overwhelming sometimes in this way. Yeah, yeah. To, to but I mean, that's what's behind a, a lot of it. I mean, mm -hmm. and I mean, it, it is. I think the same thing applies with probably most art forms. But mm -hmm. I mean, we can only speak for from for the angle that yeah. we yeah. study. Mm -hmm. So I think it applies to 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 acting as well completely. Mm -hmm. I mean. Um, you know, there's there's something about appreciating that craft and the mm -hmm. skill that's gone into it. But at the end of the day, you don't want that to be the only thing mm -hmm. that yeah. kind of brings you joy, because then it, it's void of any kind of some of anything new, of yeah, anything yeah. inspiring. Um, if it's just technical skill and craft. Oh, the, the cat wants to come in. Yeah, the cat is <laughs> scratching on the door. <laughs> Oh, and she's she's managed the to door. open the door. We've got a cat with opposable yeah. thumbs. Aww. <laughs> she's going away. No, darling. It's not food time. I was gonna say, do you think with social media, like platform like YouTube, Instagram, etc., do you feel like the the quality of performance art has changed or evolved? Do you think that now it's more accessible to everyone, even though you don't have a training? Do you think you can like do it? more easily and maybe succeed at it more easily um i think there's there's a lot of things in, in to unpack <laughs> I know, yeah. uh, <laughs> this is why i was like do i ask the question first of all it, it would be i mean performance art I, I suppose i don't really know 
what that means. So that's no. a very broad term. I would um, get. I would guess maybe acting. Like if we have to bury it, like, like yes, yeah, sketch, like sketch acting, etc. I mean, so I think it has been completely. I think the creative side of of actually writing something. Um, is... <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> I'm laughing at the cat trying to come back in again. Sorry, carry on. Um, I think the creative side of writing something, being able to film it, mm -hmm. direct it, if you like, post it. I mean, that with social media has been completely democratized. Mm -hmm. uh, and that's phenomenal. I mean, that that's brilliant because it means, I mean, we know now because we are of a generation that have grown up on content creators that have, yeah. that, that have come from those platforms like YouTube and, and now other platforms like like instagram and the last tiktok and all those things yeah. <laughs> but you know i can i can judge it but you know that 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 is in the same way that people judged youtube uh, mm -hmm. back in the day and um yeah. but it's i think there is a part of it that is really really great and it does give people the opportunity to just create work and put it out there and and not have to go through a middleman in that sense you know I come back to your, because originally your question was framed around perfor performance art, yeah. and I, I think that's where, for me, there's kind of a, it kind of complicates, complicates the, the, the sort of the, the argument, because um, I, I, I don't really use the, the term performance art, but if you talk about theatre, mm -hmm. um, there, I think there's different schools of thought about it but certainly I you know in the same way that the, the, the theatre can't exist in a vacuum uh, it can't exist not at least with the technology that we have now okay. online and that's my mm -hmm. own opinion uh, and, and, that, and that's an opinion that I've made from also like you say you know these challenging times where art artists everybody around the world have to redefine what it is that makes them them and, and, and their role in society and yeah. I don't think that the theatre is one that can be translated into this uh, sort of modern yeah. uh, uh, social media kind of realm. Uh, you know, there's there's plays being put on Zoom. Yeah, yeah this is what I was right. going to tell you. Like, you, yeah, you wouldn't do that. Like, you wouldn't commit to that, um, would you? <laughs> It's not that I commit or not, it's more that what it would be, and mm -hmm. I'm, I'm sure you can create great stuff out of it, mm -hmm. would not be theatre. And that's my, maybe that's my own, um, you know, that's my own definition of what that is. But yeah, the foundation of, of what I believe theatre yeah. to be is, is... It'd be kind of, a I guess it'd be a cross between like TV and theatre, it'd be like live TV. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and... You know, it'd be more like, like, yeah, it'd be more like live TV or live film, in my opinion. And without, um, like, the directing, etc. I mean, you could have directing, but without... Without um, the real yeah, life yeah, yeah, yeah. connection. And mm -hmm. I think um, we're so desperate to try and create a um, an internet equivalent of every mm -hmm. single thing. And sometimes I think people are slightly triggered by the idea that you can't do that with everything. Mm -hmm. um, and certain people will say, oh, well, isn't that just obstruction to progress? Of course you can, of course you can, um, of course you can do it. Uh, and 
maybe one day where everybody's phone is is a is a VR headset yeah. or, or the day where virtual reality is undistinguishable from the real thing you know then the questions we'll be asking are far far deeper than yeah, the, what is theater obviously far. it's more like what is reality and you know but but in this day and age where that's not yet yeah. the case at least not that i know of you know um then i i, I don't think that it comes okay. close to the that genuine connection between whoever's on stage and who is in who the audience you ask any okay. actor you know they 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 feed off of mm -hmm. the yeah. audience yeah. they know whether the theater is empty mm -hmm. i mean it's like i was writing um part of one of my writings the other day i was writing kind of similarly to that but i was particularly looking at um how galleries have now gone online and i was looking at a lot of different galleries who have gone online and the thing is it's, as it's, it's like it's they're doing everyone is doing their best to survive in the world we are mm -hmm. and the world we're in is like you have to do it so obviously I see that it's better than nothing, but as I was seeing it, I was like, this brings me absolutely nothing. Oh yeah. So it brings me absolutely nothing. So calling mm. it, I'm like, how do you call it a virtual, mm. like what is a virtual gallery? Mm -hmm. Cause what is a, and I was like, you know, there's, I was comparing, and I, in my piece I was comparing how like, you know, I'd gone to see a Hockney, the Hockney exhibition at the Tate a couple of years ago. And then there was like an exhibition where there was some of um, Hockney's work in the gallery. And it wasn't, they called it a, a virtual gallery, but it literally was just a slideshow of photos. And I was just, it really kind of made, I was like, and then I looked at several ones and then there was some that was, um, you know, like virtual gallery, galleries where they were curated on walls <laughs> and they were, but it was still really, really basic. And I was like, I could see how it would develop and it could potential, it would have a potential to be something. I think mm -hmm. if there was a lot of, um, kind of if there was a lot of vfx and vr work put into it and it was like uh it wasn't just a replication of a real gallery it was actually something reinvented and it was colorful and bold and popping and uh and you know but it, that would obviously small galleries can't do that but i mean this is i suppose a question kind of could you could you could you say the same thing about uh, an art book I mean, would you take out a book off your shelf, like a an art book or a photography book, yeah. and say this is a this is a, a paper gallery? I mean, in one sense, of course it is. You know, in in one sense, it's a collection of mm -hmm. photographs, and you can enjoy on one level yeah. the 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 work. But can you say that it's like going to a gallery and seeing the real thing on a yeah. on the scale that it was meant to it's be? Not, of course yeah. not. I mean, like. Having done like a, a, an online exhibition for my second term, I found it really frustrating that I was putting up an installation and I couldn't really see how people react to it. I couldn't see how the experience where I where I started up. And uh, I think that, that that's really a huge part of being like a, a visual artist and like in general performance acting. It's just like like making people feel something and maybe they can't feel it throughout like a uh, like a phone screen this is not possible and we want to continue this on yeah. an exhibition for for that term and that, that's a big challenge because we want to have like a visual communication something that would like yeah. maybe like create something with like the, the that has different layers or, or that connects layers. on some kind of level but that's still really tricky and like the obviously the result is not going to be the same and it's going to be really frustrating but i mean We'll try to cop up with yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if you manage to create something that play, I mean, I suppose it's that right now 
the limitation that we mm-hmm. have mm-hmm. as artists is the fact that if you try and convert it online yeah. or onto a, a virtual kind of medium mm-hmm. is that generally probably you're only playing with one maybe two of the viewers senses yeah. and the real thing plays with everything i mean not maybe not everything in the sense that you know you might not you know it, it depends of, of course if it's like an immersive experience mm-hmm. and i think the sort of the immersive aspect you know brings mm-hmm. together the visual visual arts theater and, and performance art um but you know how can you do that how can you play with people's senses more so that it so that like you say it won't be the real thing but it mm-hmm. it, it can bring an extra dimension to viewing yeah. and experiencing art. Yeah. How to like help them to commit to a picture. It's like, I mean, when you watch TV, I don't know, on Netflix, you can turn off like the TV show whenever you want. How do you make a viewer just like go through a picture and not just pass it? Mm-hmm. And how do you like make someone look at a, a play that you can fill up on the on internet? I don't know, and not like squeeze yeah. it. Yeah. I don't know, it's just like, yeah. I think at the core as well is mm-hmm. like, in a way, I hadn't really thought about this, but mm-hmm. like to try and whether it's trying to adapt theatre mm-hmm. onto a virtual kind of world or whether it's um, visual arts, painting, fine arts, whatever it mm-hmm. is, um, it feels like the way that you would do that to this to this sort of ultimate potential would be to blur the lines of what that art form is mm-hmm. and actually converge it so that it doesn't become painting or theater yeah. or or textiles or whatever the hell but it's something it's something different in the same sense that film you know didn't exist before but it came into existence because actually it was this collision of different art forms and and mediums and skill sets put together and yet it didn't replace the theater so it's kind of this thing of I don't think, in the same sense, I don't think you can replace the theatre and, and create some sort of equivalent on a, on, on a laptop. I don't think you can replace seeing a painting in a gallery from one metre or five metre, however, in fact, however you choose to, yeah. Yeah. because that's a very, by the very <laughs> mm-hmm. nature of it, it's yeah. in your power, mm-hmm. how close you are to it and how long you, you know, yeah. you, it won't replace the very core idea of, seeing something in real life in the same sense that it whether whether it be a painting or a performance or somebody acting or whatever it is yeah um and i suppose that's what i i kind of cringe at when i see uh, a kind of half-hearted attempt to try and be like yeah no this is exactly what it was before now we've just brought it on onto a onto a, a 2d yeah. kind of platform mm-hmm. and 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 this is the virtual world we exist in and and this is what the art form is it, it, you know i think in the same way that video games you know is a is an art form that has again didn't exist before and as you know it's like in many ways if 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 we're going into the the way we experience art virtually can only be through virtual reality or at least it, that's hopefully what it would be then why wouldn't you turn it into a video game as well right yeah and why wouldn't those things merge because and like have I said everything. nobody if somebody can you know, exist in a in, in a story that somebody's coded for them. Mm-hmm. Why would they bother putting a, a set a headset on and just stare at an image, right? Mm-hmm. So it's like this, like you said, I suppose at the beginning, it's it's about creating something completely new. Um, but but it cannot 
replace i think yeah. at no. the core but that's why i think well. it's like yeah. if like imagine you know in in a in a dystopian kind of world where everyone was <laughs> where everyone was isolated um and you you had to survive virtually uh then we would have to create something and that, that's where i come mm-hmm. from in the thing of like we have to try um she really has opposable thumbs this guy <laughs> uh, you would have to try and find a way to communicate and although it would never replace the traditional this mm-hmm. this this, this it, you'd have to work with it and create something new uh, and as ex- and exciting, but in a different way, and it, it would be a, a, me- a me- um, metamorphosis, metaphor, not uh, a transformation. Yeah, like that? just a, a transformation of something, but into something new. And as mm. you say, it would bring different things together. Mm. Like, you know, I, I never thought for me this can be different, but like I never thought I would be doing digital and animation and mm-hmm. and kind of computer work i used to hate that when i was younger and uh now the more i'm do- the more i develop my own practice i need vfx i need this i need that and i'm noticing that i need all these different art forms in order for me to really do what i want and then i think that's what's going to happen it's like uh in a world where we need to tr- recreate a version of theater online a version of a gallery online a version of this online a version of traveling to a remote place online where people can experience it at home we're going to have to do it but it's going to be everyone putting in their part of themselves and it's going to be a a combination of everything and that would create i think a really amazing possible Mm -hmm. outcome but it has a lot of development and will be like you know with all the technologies we have out there if you put all of these creative brains into something it could be pretty um yeah it could be a crossover of like different disciplines yeah and 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 that's like a lot more interest a complete future but of course this would this would only really happen if if we if this was like a world we had to live in Mm -hmm. which most likely isn't so that's why it's interesting that the, the situation that we're in now because you know it does kind of put you know question put a question mark uh, on the whole art world probably yeah and certainly on the on the ones that weren't already mm-hmm. uh on, on on the screen um and like you say what if it was a constant in my opinion if it was a constant if if nobody if you if you really couldn't see people ever again you know um and congregate <laughs> i mean I, some something in us would you know it would die something in us yeah. would die so i think with the death of certain things like theater would be you know a huge amount of other very crucial mm-hmm. things uh, about human life um i mean not 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 to go too <laughs> too deeply into philosophically into but but you know there there is there is something for me, um, uh, because I did say I was going to talk about myself here, yeah. so I wasn't lying. No, I'm going to, you know, in terms of the theatre, I think um, it, it, can't, it goes to the very core of why we live together. I mean, it, it, it goes to the very core of why we, dis- you know, why we decided that living and creating a society, uh, a community, um, was the, the, the way that we could live better uh, and live live nicer and happier lives more fulfilling lives because we're not not isolated and obviously that's 
not necessarily everybody's opinion, but I think it's a lot of people's opinion that, you know, mm-hmm. that's why kind of society was partly formed. Yeah. Uh, and and I think, yeah, like I said, you know, the day that that's not possible anymore, um, the, 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 the death of theatre will, will, will be just a, a tiny little um, repercussion of what is actually something really quite crucial about, mm-hmm. about human life. Well done. I agree. A lot of <laughs> things to think about. Yeah. Uh, nice. Well, uh, we're coming up to to, to kind the, of the, the end. end so think. maybe, um, kind of maybe just a obviously uh, you mentioned at the beginning that you're taking a, a what are you doing to keep you motivated or to keep you going in this time of crisis? Um, well, in ter- creatively, I think you know there's so many things that you can do. Um, and it's completely at our disposal because you know like you say there are people producing work to go online such as you two and <laughs> we try uh, and ourselves and um so there's so much out there um that you can literally see from your from your bed you know on your laptop so in that sense uh, where do you get the motivation well i suppose it's just still being feeling like you need yeah. to surround yourself with with art whether it's literature film whatever it is mm-hmm. um and i suppose yeah i think even even in a in a dry spell so to speak where you feel like you can't uh, create what you might want to create and i think it, that comes to um again you know that harks back to the idea of you know if you can't produce theater on your own and currently i've taken a year out so i can't do that but it's about ingesting other work and and um, seeing all the other stuff that people have made so that when you can start again, you know, you've kind of fueled yourself up mm-hmm. with a bunch yeah. of other um, uh, ideas and images and art, yeah. art forms. Um, so, yeah, I suppose, yeah. how do you stay motivated? Just, uh, you know, keep consuming art yeah <laughs> and try new things as well yeah. i guess we tried this podcast <laughs> yeah we tried and um as on well. a actually on a on a in order to plug you a little bit here mm-hmm. you also started um yeah. a really cool little theater slug yeah slug, slug theater <laughs> um what uh, i mean i what is it what is it you what can talk it? about it a bit um slug theater is a little um I don't know what it is and I don't know what it's going to be, but it's uh, so far is uh, uh, an Instagram that uh, uh, me and my friend Kaius have created where we uh, essentially post sketches and strange sort of things that we've uh, concocted (laughs) uh, and post onto there to inflict onto other people. So if, you know, anybody's interested, uh, we, you know, we'll, we'll be posting stuff. Uh, intermittently, with uh, absolutely no commitment whatsoever. <laughs> we might post three times in one week and then not again for a whole month. And uh, that's what Slug Theatre is. That is, I mean, it's very fun. So I, I do really highly cool. check it out. Okay. Uh, thank you for joining us, Hugo. Yeah. Thanks for having thank me. Thank you. Yahoo! Bye bye. Stay home, stay safe. Protect your NHS. Yeah. Keep motivated. <laughs> bye, guys. Bye. Oh, no, th-